This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Tradar, a Spotify top 10 traitors podcast. My name's Matthew, and I am a 100% faithful fan of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors. This podcast features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants. And this season of the podcast is dedicated to season two of The Traitors US. As well as podcasting, I also work in the development department of an unscripted TV company, and I write fiction and poetry and various other things. And my co-host for this season is David Bloomberg. Hello. Yes, I'm David Bloomberg, and I'm a 100% traitorous fan <laughs> of the show. Uh, as most listeners know, I've been covering reality TV for over 23 years online, in newspapers, on my own reality TV websites, on podcasts, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. You name it, I'm there. Uh, and yeah, other than that, I'm retired. So that's why I can do everything that I just listed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, today we are going to be looking at episode seven of the Traitors US season two. And this episode of the podcast is a little different again because David and I have a third guest co-host who will be very familiar to international Traitors fans. Let's meet her. We are joined today by Melissa Best, or perhaps I should simply say Melissa B, an actual traitor from season one of The Traitors Canada. Melissa, finally, we kind of meet sort of online. 
Welcome to the podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Thank you for welcoming me here. I have been listening to this podcast. Now, anybody listening, you know, keep listening. Don't take this. Um, <laughs> to, don't take it as a warning. But I've been listening to this podcast since I was contacted to be on Traders Canada because I thought, OK, I need footnotes. I need some opinions. I need a play by play on what I should do now. I won't spoil anything, but I didn't do everything that I heard. Let's just say that. Um, but I've been so excited, like literally listening to you for weeks, moving into Traders Canada and just thinking, oh my God, I can't wait for this to air and be allowed to tell Matthew that I'm on this show because it's like it just, I would listen to you every day. So I'm just very excited to be here. Yeah, you had sent me a couple of messages online. I just thought you were like a fan. But uh, <laughs> then it turned out like you were actually on the show. So I can't believe it. And you've been on this podcast before with David. But for mm -hmm. some wild reason, I was not around. I don't know what I was doing. I was on a cruise ship or I was in another country <laughs> or who knows. Uh, but uh, we're here now. So I'm I'm super excited. And uh, well, I have to ask a few questions before we get mm -hmm. going. Firstly... Are you enjoying the season so far? What do you think? I'm obsessed with this season. <laughs> I'm obsessed <laughs> with this season. Uh, the only thing, like I just, it's giving me all kinds of regret that I didn't say um, you're a traitor bitch to somebody <laughs> at my round table because that just sent me. Um, and I'm really enjoying watching other like, big brother players demise as much as i am a big fan of dan last episode when he went my god did that make me feel good about myself so i'm just i'm really enjoying it i'm really enjoying it i feel like i don't really know what direction it's gonna go you think one thing's gonna happen and then there's you know a big twist something changes so it's a good season so far i'm enjoying it yeah and i guess this is a good place to point out that officially now the tracers us has been renewed for a third season which is very exciting. Good for good for us on the podcast because Woo! we can yes. yeah, yep. keep podcasting about it. So yay, something to look forward Woo! to. Uh, I something else I, I have in mind. Now, Melissa, you you're bringing like a different perspective to this compared to David and I. Uh, you because you've been in the process, you've been on the show. Is mm -hmm. there anything in particular that? annoys you you know is there anything that people talk about that you think you just don't get it you don't get what it's like from my side like what what is it that most viewers really misunderstand about this show or this game they don't understand how quick it is it's okay. and it's one thing i'm even jealous when i watched um you know i watched these episodes of the u.s and I get angry because I even feel like they have more time than what we did in Canada because I'm I'm watching them eat. Like when it was time for supper, like our meals weren't recorded. So those times when we would eat like supper and lunch, we had to eat those isolated in our rooms. Okay. So there was even less Ooh. time to talk about the game. So we would get up in the morning, we would do breakfast together. We would all do game talk. We'd do the missions, game talk in the car. Um, and then after that, like when you're going to have another meal, it was like isolation. Like you couldn't talk game unless the cameras were there and, and you were being recorded. So people don't realize how fast, like these are long days and you're being recorded all day long, but to try and build relationships. And especially when your name comes up as a, a potential banishment to try and save yourself once your name is in somebody's brain and you can't have these one-on-one -on -one conversations. Like, I don't think like people, God love Dan, he tried, but I don't think people realize <laughs> 
how quick these days go by and how little time you actually have to have meaningful conversations with people. And you can't duck away to like do a one-on-one -on -one somewhere because people, as we've seen in, in this recent episode, people are like, why do you have the door closed? Yeah. How come we can't come in and talk to you? Right. So it's, that's one thing that's frustrating is um, when you're there, it's just so quick and you have no time to make a decision or talk to people, build relationships. Yeah, that's a really uh, interesting sort of thing to keep in mind. And I'm sure you will have many more of these insights <laughs> as we talk about this episode. Before we get there, Melissa, we have a game to play that I, I know you know well, but I'm going to introduce it for the sake of the listeners. It's time for The Trader Traitor. Our not-so-secret mission from here on in is to tell a lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors, about ourselves, or anything else. For example, I could lie and say that the fire pit in the woods segment of this episode had to be created at the last minute because the banishment room had been accidentally burned down by the UK cast after their finale episode. However, I couldn't lie and say, this was my favourite episode of the season so far. <laughs> that, that would probably quite obviously be a fake opinion. So we're looking for fake facts rather than fake thoughts and feelings. Again, we are, because there are three of us today, we're going to do a triangle of detection. So at the end of the episode, we will guess one another's lies. I will guess David's. David will guess Melissa's. Melissa will guess mine. If the first guesser is wrong, the remaining person has the chance to swoop in and make a second guess. Are we all ready to betray one another? Yes, and I, I, I just want I just want to thank you for you know allowing me to guess Melissa's because I'm just gonna watch <laughs> her eyes. I'm just watching her eyes and I the slightest hint of wet eyes, I'm going to know she's lying. Traitors I'm looking Canada for my sunglasses. <laughs> Where are those glasses? I would like to say thank you for the opportunity to lie again and redeem myself. So I'm excited, but nervous because if I do bad at this, like my acting career is just, it's done. <laughs> we'll see how it goes and our game begins now. And before we dive right into episode seven, David, I think you have some thoughts from a listener uh from the previous episode all about dan so uh what's what's going on here yeah uh i wanted to share a thought from uh, spencer watson he co-hosted with me i think it was the first traders canada uh podcast episode and i've been on his definitely non-reality tv podcast many times um he brought up a point to me that i had not heard elsewhere at least now do i listen to every podcast do i no but usually if there's some brand new idea that you know someone will mention it in all the various places that i am or one of them and it goes back to what the traders should have done the previous episode when dan pushed them to go after bergie spencer notes that peter in telling them that he had the uh that he had won the shield was either obviously telling the truth or lying. So the best move would have been to target Peter himself because Parvati was like, he's obviously lying, you know, and Dan should have realized that it was an obvious trap too. We talked about that previously. So if Peter was indeed lying, okay, boom, he's gone. You know, 
we don't have to worry about him anymore. And so it would have been also very amusing to see the, the trap spring back on him because of what a bad trap it really was. But even if it turned out he was telling the truth, okay, then he walks in and says, the traders tried to target me. I told Dan Parvati and CT that I had won the shield. So obviously it wasn't one of them. Yeah. And so either way, they benefit greatly. So they should have just targeted Peter. And I can't believe that this is the first I've heard of that. I mean, Spencer's a smart guy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I just can't believe that, you know, like I said, nobody else had, had brought this up. Yeah. I, I had not. That hadn't crossed my mind at all. That's a genius move. But I, I, I guess all, all I can say is, and I'll probably talk about this later at some point, it's connected to what you said a few minutes ago, Melissa, that maybe, you know, it all happens so quick. Maybe you just... You don't have the time to really think these incredible things through. So maybe in the it just doesn't occur to you in the short space you have. So that's exactly what my thought was, because when this was going down, I was like, that's so stupid. That's stupid. Why would you kill Bergy? Like, don't murder Bergy. Again, Peter said he had the shield. Mm -hmm. I like I honestly, David, <laughs> we need to talk after every episode because that was the thought that I had. If they go ahead and just try to murder Peter, if he really does have the shield and he's not lying, well, it makes them look more faithful because there's so much heat on them. But in the heat of the moment, all he knows is Bergy said he's gonna write my name down. I need Bergy gone. Um, and there is this bit of panic that sets in because you don't have time to talk to everybody. You don't know if you have numbers or if you're missing numbers, you don't know who suspects what. So all you know is that your name is being said and that there's a guaranteed vote for you. So I think Dan was thinking, okay, if I get Bergy out of the way, then I don't need to worry about him poisoning everybody tomorrow, not realizing that, oh, there is, you know, I guess he did realize that there was a chance that Bergy had a shield, but you mm -hmm. just don't have enough time to sit down and weigh the options. Like when they say bedtime, and everybody goes up over the stairs. Yeah. Literally, once your bedroom door closes and all the bedroom doors close, that's when they grab the traders. Right. So, like, everybody kind of wonders how the traders get around at night. Yeah. Once everybody goes to bed, the traders come out at night, literally, once all the doors are closed. So, like, it's not like he could even go back to his room and then sit quietly and think about it for a little while before he had to go to Traders Tower. Like, it was, and I know it was immediate after that uh, round table or. Yeah, after the round table. So it's just, I just honestly think it's just not enough time, which makes it so crazy because chaos is, is super entertaining. Um, but I think that's where the downfall was for Dan. I just don't think he thought it through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. Um, but but I still, it's still an amazing, you know, <laughs> if someone could have pulled it off, it, it could have been so good right. for the traitors. Uh, so right. really, I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but uh spencer should go on the tracers basically yes <laughs> yes he should, he should apply the for the traders canada too mm -hmm. there we go mm -hmm. yes uh now we, we need do... that renewed soon yeah <laughs> what are they waiting let's get for? the news of that yeah. yeah now we do have some more uh questions and comments from listeners but we'll probably come to those a little bit later on for now i think we are ready to dive into episode seven of the tracers us season two <laughs> I got to tell you, 
I think everybody must have signed. Now, it's supposed to. I know neither of you two are in the U.S., obviously. Uh, we could tell from from Melissa's accent. Uh, <laughs> but um, but so it's supposed to come on at nine Eastern time on Thursday night. It always comes on a little after eight thirty Eastern time. So everybody's like waiting, like, ooh, where, when's it going to come on? I tried to sign in to Peacock at like a little after 8.30 Eastern time. I couldn't. I I'm, It wouldn't work on my Chromecast. I had to open it on my phone, which for some reason worked, and cast it to my television. So I think everybody wow. jumped on to Peacock all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, that's how popular it is. It's the, new, it's it's the news of that It's extremely popular. Yeah. It uh, really is. <laughs> and some of that is just me desperately trying to watch <laughs> uh, like different devices. We start this episode with a recap then of the previous episode. We get a montage of the four faithfuls who've been banished so far in a row, followed by Dan most recently. They found a traitor. There's a moment, there's a little clip of Phaedra, and I'm wondering if you guys can help me out here. She says, there's an alliance in that castle gunning for you and me. She's talking to Parvati. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what that was a reference to. I don't know why she said that, and I don't remember her saying it. In Peter, the Peter, and Bergy, Trishel. Yeah, the the there's like a group of five. Yeah, and I think that's what she means is because yeah. they're definitely going for poverty. And when Dan put the heat on Phaedra, because I know that there's a lot of stuff we don't see. So Trishel has this new theory that Dan was trying to take down a traitor and feed them a traitor. God lover, great, great pick. Um, but I think that there was probably a lot that we didn't see maybe where I, I feel like people that that's been a discussion. I feel like mm -hmm. there's been more than just Trishel thinking that Dan was trying to feed them a traitor. So I feel like she's probably saying, okay, they're on to both of us. Like that group needs to be split up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw something online that said, um, I, I either Peter or Bergie mm -hmm. said, yes, I also think Phaedra is a traitor, but let's not worry about her now. At, yeah. at the round table. Okay, I see. Uh, and it was cut. Yeah, okay. That, that sort of pieces it together then. Uh, we also are reminded that Alan gave the traitors the offer of murdering someone or seducing a new traitor. Parvati suggested Peter, of course, and we talked a lot about this last time, David. Mm. Peter oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Peter receives his offer. And I, I, you know, I'm making my notes as I'm watching the episode. So I wrote... <laughs> Pretty obvious what he'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Little mm -hmm. did I know. Uh, so we we start uh, again, and we're back in Traitor's Tower. Parvati saying, tonight we'll have a new recruit. So she's pretty confident about, you mm -hmm. know, Peter is about to walk in the door any minute. The door knocks. They jump out <laughs> of their skin again. And then there's such a long pause to reveal the, the new traitor in, in speech marks, quote marks. I then kind of twig what's happening. I'm like, why aren't they showing us someone in a hood walking in? And I thought, oh, it's just Alan coming, coming back. Alan coming, coming back. And, <laughs> and yes, it's Alan. And he tells him that Peter has refused the offer. Phaedra is dumbstruck, as am I. And me. What? Mm -hmm. what? I, like jaw dropped. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I literally typed WTF. <laughs> I mean, I never thought in a million years he'd say no because it was the dumbest possible move. He we talked, we talked about <laughs> how he would have them right where he wanted them. He 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 instead 
he gets on his damn high horse and he's like, I'm a faithful till the end. I want to be part of winning the right way. I can't break my word. Well, then you shouldn't have come on a show called The Traitors, dumbass. I, I mean, <laughs> come on. But it's so true. It was a dumb move to ask him to be a traitor. Yes. You're asking yourself to be found out and sent home like right away. And it was a dumb move for him like to be given that golden opportunity to be the most faithful of all the faithful. Nobody thinks you're a traitor to be offered to be a traitor. And I mean, he knew he was going to tell everybody he was offered to be a traitor anyway. Mm -hmm. He had that worked out. He was telling everybody after breakfast, just do that anyway, but accept it. And then you know who the traitors are. Continue to push poverty out the door. There's nothing in that oath that says that you can't cut each other loose. You yeah. just can't be in the circle of truth and say, I'm a traitor and so is her and yeah. her and him and whoever, right? right? So like for him to just have this golden opportunity and know that everybody's in the palm of his hands and turn it down, I was like, you know what? You deserve to go home. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly, you know, that, yeah, Phaedra said it was a terrible idea by poverty. Mm -hmm. We've said it. Lots of people have said it. A few people have argued with us. They're wrong. Uh, and <laughs> But, but, you know, it's like you said, it's possible for both things to be true. In fact, mm -hmm. one reason it was a terrible idea for poverty was because Peter should have accepted it. Exactly. And so by not have expected uh, it, yeah, accepting it, he screwed up, too. And I, I want to talk about Peter for a moment here, because I think when Peter got Dan out, he some people started to view him as like a mastermind. Mm -hmm. And he's not. OK, when he set his traitor trap, it was an obvious trap. We, you know, we just talked about that earlier. It was an obvious trap that no one should have fallen. for. Parvati was like, it's obvious for these reasons. And Dan's like, well, I'm going to walk right into it anyway. And so <laughs> he's so, tired. He's been retired for a long time, I guess, you know, <laughs> and it's not like Peter was some genius, although he seemed to think that he was. And him refusing to be recruited just emphasizes that a smart player would have accepted it and done what we have said he should do. Turn his alliance into a weapon against the other traders. But no, he mm -hmm. just no, he wasn't going to do that. So anyone who thought that Peter was a, a strategic genius, including Dan, you're wrong. He's not. He's mm -hmm. he's bad. Yeah. I also think it's the first of a couple of really bad moves he makes in this episode yes. uh yes. and I'm, I'm sure we'll get there parvati actually takes the words right out of my mouth because she says what a dummy <laughs> i guess yes. he doesn't. <laughs> I, I guess he doesn't want to win that badly and i thought exactly yeah you've just turned down like like an amazing chance to win because you know a tra traitors can't be murdered so if you become a traitor you're like taking away half of the chances to be gotten rid of so it yeah, yeah. But you he said, can't you lie to people. <laughs> I'll have more thoughts God on that forbid. later. He, yes. He can't. It's a sin. You yeah. can't lie. That's awful. It's so uh, bad. Oh, Peter. Maybe I, he's a bad liar. Maybe he's like, <laughs> I saw Mel B. I'm not going down that road. I can't be a traitor. I'm a Maybe. terrible liar. Let's just keep rolling with the truth. <laughs> Could be. He does have a very um, Christian name, Peter. So maybe he's, you know, he's sticking with God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Leave him alone, David. 
<laughs> no, no, I will not. I could just imagine him on a plane, like he's flying a plane and something goes wrong. And some and the and the passengers are like, Are you gonna be able to save us? And he just goes, No, we're all going to die. You know, <laughs> I can't lie to you. Oh God. Uh, well, speak, speaking of dying, uh, yeah. there will be no murder tonight, yeah. of course, because that option has been taken away from the traitors. Parvati oh. says, you know, she says it's not a good look for me. And Phaedra says it's going to be your last meal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Brutally honest. It was yeah. so I love Phaedra. I just yeah. I, like she is so good in this role. I don't think she's going to win the game. But my God, is she entertaining. I really enjoy watching her on this in the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of uh, comedy gold from her at every possible yeah. turn. Parvati then says that, you know what, she's uh, she'll rise from the ashes. I, I, as a British person, I can't handle when people talk in like rousing metaphors, because to me, I'm just like, no one talks like that. So it's... I'm, <laughs> It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> so when they're when she's just like, Doesn't, I'm gonna be a phoenix. I'm like, well, <laughs> Doesn't the one British guy on the show talk like that all the time? <laughs> That's he's he's not like the rest of us. Okay, okay. he's yeah, he's John is his own thing. I don't understand him either. Anyway, uh, at breakfast, then Phaedra and Bergalicious arrive first. <laughs> and <laughs> best name ever. He should start a burger chain like called Burgerlicious or something. Burgerlicious? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Genius. Phaedra keeps talking about Par Parvati's decision being the worst decision ever. But I, and I kind of thought, well, it was a joint decision, you know, like. She's blaming it all on Parvati. Like, oh, why did Parvati do that? And I'm like, well, you didn't do anything about it. You kind of let her. So, uh, well, but I think but I that think I mean, Feature was. She, I'm sorry, David. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, I think that she's looking at like, wow, Parvati, that's stupid, but it's stupid for you. I don't think it actually affects Phaedra if Peter is or isn't a traitor, um, because she's still he's still probably even going to be more suspect than Phaedra. Phaedra is very, very under the radar for the most part. So I feel like you know. It's a bad move for poverty because he's definitely just going to like shove mm -hmm. her out the door, but it's not as bad of a move for Phaedra. I mean, I think you're right, but I also think she's underestimating how bad a move it would have been for her because mm -hmm. he would have brought along his alliance, you know, and right there, as soon as they took out, I mean, we'll get to Sandra doing the numbers later, but as soon as he, you know, took out one or two, his alliance would rule the, the, the game. And yeah. so... Mm -hmm. You know, it, it wouldn't matter uh, beyond it's that. That's why it and was so, so good for him to accept it. Right. Sorry, but like, right. Yeah. Uh, but I <laughs> you think Phaedra, take all the money. Yeah. Her. The way she's been operating has mostly been, I'll just step back and let you guys do what you want mm -hmm. and make your mistakes. But sometimes she doesn't realize they they blow back on her, too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. At breakfast, then Bergy thinks that one of his gang is going to be murdered before everyone else arrives we've then got kate sheree and mj and i by the way i my middle initial is j so i am also mj but my last name is starts with a k so i'm also mk and in australia season <laughs> one there was also an mk so i am being represented by mj and mk uh bergy reminds us that uh, his gang thought dan was a traitor and that poverty was their sort of next in line and he says that beyond that they're not really sure Phaedra the whole time is making these like 
like really comic <laughs> cartoon expressions that I am killing myself laughing at. I don't think anyone else. Maybe she's just always like that. So they're like, oh, just Phaedra. Uh, but she's very expressive and I enjoy it. Parvati then arrives and she, she, we get a little interview clip of her saying, I don't know if Peter's going to tell everyone about the recruitment. And when I was watching that, I, I'm completely wrong here because I, I was like, of course he's going to tell everyone. I thought it was so obvious that he would come in and announce it. Of course, he then doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that he'll be painting a target on himself, whatever he does. I'm not totally sure why she thinks that. I don't know if why. Wh- I think maybe at breakfast, she painted a target on herself. Like the whole time during breakfast, I just kept saying, Shh, stop talking. No, perfect. Give it up. Stop saying that. Like she, she was very much making it obvious that Peter was the one who got the letter and that she gave it to him. Like if I'm sad at that breakfast and this exchange is going on with poverty and Peter and he's staring at her and she's like, did you get it? Peter was it? (laughs) She's trying to coax him into saying it. And I was just like, this is a bad look. Like I thought that was the end of her game at breakfast. Yeah. I had thoughts as well about how she behaved at breakfast because she, like you say, she was sort of almost winking at Peter, like, oh, hey, you're back. But I <laughs> thought she should have done a couple of things. Uh, I thought, A, she should have acted like, before he arrived, acted like, well, Peter's going, Peter's going to be murdered because they're going to frame it on me. Mm-hmm. And then when he walked in, pretend she's totally shocked to see him. But mm-hmm. she does, she kind of just smiles a lot and doesn't, he, he walks in and she's like, mm, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... What I, did um, Phaedra call her? Like the ice queen or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, right? I think she's cold. just... And I'll, you know, say this again later, probably. But I think she's just playing everything up now. It's like having a second Alan coming in the in the room. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she's just playing everything up. She's having a blast. She knows her game is over. And she's just going to do whatever she wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. She's there for good TV at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And to have fun. You know, if she can mm-hmm. mess with people, if she could like poke the bear, then uh, then good. Yeah. Yeah. Peter then goes ahead and completely proves me wrong because I thought he would announce to everybody, hey guys, I got over and he doesn't. He just whispers to John, there's something I'm going to tell you later, <laughs> very ominously. Uh, Trishel and Kevin are the last to arrive. And of course, both of them arrive. So everyone is a bit confused at mm-hmm. first. But then they conclude, okay, there's been a recruitment. Well, I just liked Kevin was like, what happened? And Kate says, no one was murdered. Thank you for <laughs> stating the obvious, Kate. Was, you know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I love Kate. Uh, She's very entertaining. Yes. Uh, <laughs> David's not as big a fan, but uh, Peter, yeah, Peter still says nothing at this point. And I, I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know now. Because he wanted to like set his plan with Peter's pals, which we'll come to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered if he was waiting to see if Parvati would mess up before he had the chance to say anything. Like I thought he thought maybe she'll do what you were saying, basically, Melissa. Like she'll slip up before I even need to say anything. I- I'm not sure. Alan- I think he's just he only trusts his alliance. Period. Yeah. And so he didn't want to bring it up in front of everyone you know he just Mm -hmm. wants to you know talk to his people yeah i think it does make better sense i mean we've seen what happens when somebody stands up at breakfast and says i've been recruited 
there was a letter yes. and it had a seal on it. And like, <laughs> we've seen what happens um, when that happens. So I think that like, you know, moving forward, if anybody is recruited to literally stand up and tell all of these eyes who have to decide who to banish that, oh, I was recruited, but I didn't accept it because there's twofold. So there's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was recruited. But to say that you don't accept it, even if you didn't accept it, it's just not believable because everybody who's there. I mean, there's like what? Usually there's a cast of 22. There's maybe two or three people who are like, I don't want to be a traitor. Mm-hmm. Most people on the show always say they want to be a traitor. And then they're like, if they're not picked at the beginning, they want to be recruited. No matter what they say, they want to be recruited. So to look at yeah. somebody Quint- that you're playing Quentin against, would have left the show. Quentin would have left the show. <laughs> Peter apparently probably would have left yes. the show if it was a... You know, yeah. if he was forced to, it was an ultimatum. But but most people will say yes. So when you're looking at somebody and you're like, I was recruited, but I said no. When the person you're talking to would most likely say yes. Mm-hmm. I would not stand up and say that to the whole room full of people because you're putting a target on your back. So I definitely think it was a good move. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that's probably why he did it. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, I also think as much as as much as Parvati was laying everything up and you know i i think peter uh, and you know this goes along with what i said earlier he's just gotten too big for his britches he is mm-hmm. thinking yeah. so highly of himself and mm-hmm. you know i mean parvati talked about wanting to wipe the smug grin off his face i do too i so <laughs> yeah. I, I did too i was like stop grinning at her yeah. him and kevin i don't know what it is about men named Kevin that I just can't get on board with. But <laughs> let me tell you, whenever he talks on this show, I'm like, Chew. he just, anyway, that's a whole other thing, but he just <laughs> aggravates me. We can cut that out <laughs> no, no. Or, or leave it in. But no, there's yeah. just something about Kevin. I think it might've been when he was at the table with Kate and he was like, Kate, are you not listening? Like that just. Oh yeah. That was. Way. Yeah. So he could do nothing right now. Now I'm like, you know what? No, <laughs> don't talk. <laughs> Uh, Alan arrives and tells them that he will not explain what has happened and he gives them a little bit of a hint about the mission. He asks if a reality star falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, do they make a sound? And Kate looks disgusted. Yeah, I, the immediate <laughs> zoom to Kate. You do that with uh, The group then continue talking. They figure out that someone could have refused recruitment and they sort of theorise about this. And yeah, Peter keeps smiling at Parvati, and I've just written, it's very annoying. They have some discussions around the house then, and yeah, this Peter just drives me nuts here. Uh, He gathers his crew together, shuts the door, and he's always with Kevin, Bergie, Trishel, and John. He tells them about what happened, that he was offered recruitment. I just can't bear it all because it's so pretentious and he's just Mm -hmm. uh you know he's affirming to them that he's going to take them to the end and he's got a plan and i I think a couple of things about this i think first of all we know they're faithful and we know he just i i just think trust no one they're all too no they know a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah hundred percent but also more importantly no faithful in this game can have a plan to take everyone to the end. It's just so unrealistic. So to say at this exactly. point, I'm going to take you guys with me. No, you're not. Like you're, you don't know who's going to get murdered or banished. So you, outside of banishment and your one vote, you have no control over who makes it to the end of the game, Peter. So, yeah. I, 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 Unless oh, you're I, a traitor. He's, <laughs> he's, well, right. No, he's, he's up there on his high horse, you know? And yeah. I mean, it's, 
it's also besides being annoying for all those reasons, it's bad from just a strategic reason. There is mm-hmm. no game that you should go on and be like, these are my my this is my five person alliance and we're going to go over here and talk and be obvious about it. And then, you know, other people are going to walk into the room and when they walk into the room, we're going to tell them to get out. And it's just, I mean, that, well, no, it, it this least... is where I think, go ahead. I'm so bad at cutting people off. Go no, ahead. it's okay. Sorry. I'm ranting. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, I mean, Phaedra walks in and they mm-hmm. ask her to leave and Phaedra then goes back to the others and they're all sick of this behavior. And mm-hmm. hey, let's do, I know we'll get to a little math, but. Peter, do some math. Five is not a majority of 12. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know? And and then, oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, MJ yeah. walks in and says she doesn't want to be left out. I thought she was just going to plant herself there. I I, th- she, I I wanted her to. She yes, actually did leave. I know. I, instead, she, she leaves. I think she should have just sat her ass down mm-hmm. and been like, well, no, you leave. I want to be here. Exactly. And I think this is where Peter made his big mistake, because I think at the beginning of the the episode, I'm like, okay, I think poverty's gone. Like, I think she's going to get banished tonight. And then especially at breakfast, I didn't think she did a good job. But then when they leave breakfast and Peter takes his click into the room and then closes the door, I mean, I call it Big Brother 101. But like if you're conspiring in a corner with somebody and somebody walks by, the last thing you do is say, give us another minute. What you want to do is say, oh, good, you're here. Come over. And make something up. Say, talk up, change this conversation completely. Like if it's poverty or or Phaedra comes in, and say, okay, Phaedra, here's what we're thinking. Last night, we definitely think somebody got recruited. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to tell them what you're telling your little crew, but like bring them in and make them feel included. Because the second that you make somebody feel isolated, they're going to want to get you out, whether you're good or bad. So I thought that like, and he does it twice in this episode. He also did it in the last episode. Yes. I really feel like this behavior is signing his death warrant. So like, I regardless, so. I don't, I'm a little worried when we get to the end, but I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I, I mean, more than anything, he's just making himself a prime target for whoever the traitors are. So I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, lay a bit lower, like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> Rain it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, this is the segment where Phaedra names them the Peter Pals, which I thoroughly yeah. enjoy and will be using from here on in. Yes. <laughs> uh, and actually, this is also the, the moment when Trishel brings up what you had mentioned before, Melissa, that she thinks Dan was mm-hmm. throwing Phaedra out there because she is also a traitor. So she thinks they should mm-hmm. keep Parvati in the game, actually, get Phaedra out first because Phaedra has more allies, whereas Parvati's sort of a lone wolf right now. But mm-hmm. it feels like that's just dismissed by the others. Oh, it, it doesn't feel like it. It yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. literally my note is Peter won't listen. Like, yeah. no. he is he is so full of himself. He believes he has all the right answers. He is leading mm-hmm. this crew. He's not going to listen to Trishel. Yeah. Isn't Trishel a gamer? Like, I'm, I'm not a challenge person. Yeah. I haven't seen this challenge. But, like, she, she's considered a gamer, right? I mean. So, like, Peter, God love him. You're the bachelor. You had one idea that mm-hmm. kind of hit it could have went sideways for a number of different reasons and it didn't really fully make sense, but okay, you got your, your play. Um, and it won, it got Dan out, but like, it doesn't make you the master of the game. <laughs> Maybe listen to other people's opinions before moving forward, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, a huge Trishel fan by any means, and I don't know her whole story. But yes, she has been on the challenge multiple times. Mm -hmm. You have to be a gamer, at least somewhat, to be there. And she played poker, too. So, yeah. you know, she, hey, Peter, maybe she has an important thought. Yeah. Just maybe. Yeah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> what does she know? Um, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> dumb woman like <laughs> obviously i'm being peter um yes yes <laughs> and i get david it also again i've mentioned this before it reminds me of your rule about survivor peter peter's pals are not playing the social game that's Correct. my note my final yes. note here uh so then we've got a segment which i thought david will be living for this because sandra yes. <laughs> Sandra goes deep into strategy mode and she uses like snooker balls to illustrate her thinking. Uh, she's saying that, you know, there are five of the Peters pals and then she lays out another five and she's talking all about how, look, in terms of numbers, if they get rid of one of us, it's sort of game over. Although I don't totally understand because there are more than five people. You know, it's not really five versus five. It's five versus seven. Because then they're well, that's what she said. Yeah, she, she did say that. Seven. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because um, she said our alliance has more. If we right. all band together and get out, she, like, we can start kind of getting them off one by one. Okay. What she said, the five versus five came if if we allow if we if the, her group allowed Peter's pals to banish someone, and someone in uh, her okay, group I got see. murdered. See, because see. at this moment, yeah. she still believes Peter is a traitor. Yeah. Right. And leading this group, which would be an amazing move if he were. This is exactly what a traitor should be doing. Should. Sorry, Melissa, <laughs> he could have been. Uh, he, he could have been. He was so set up. Yeah. What could and, have been? You know, it's yeah, just that. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, she even said, I think Peter is a traitor. He causes chaos. He does more harm than good. And, or, you know, and yeah. Everybody outside of Peter's group should have seen the need to vote as a group. They all should have independently come to the realization, hey, they've got a five-person alliance. They're going to pick us off. But too many people in this game still think of it as faithful versus traitors mm -hmm. instead of me versus everyone else, mm -hmm. which is what it should be. And when it comes to me versus everyone else, you have to have an alliance or yeah. you don't mm -hmm. have to, but it's best to have an alliance. You need to have people who you can trust. And so, it, you know, I mean, obviously, Sheree is not thinking this way. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm still not convinced Sheree knows what show she's on. But <laughs> um, but, you know, so that's why it was good for Sandra to, like, go into depth using the now you called them snooker balls. I feel like I had a conversation the week you weren't here. Uh, and it was so me and another American trying to figure out what snooker is compared to billiards. <laughs> yeah. We also talked about whether or not it was billiards or snooker. Oh, maybe it was you and me then. Okay. Uh, I couldn't remember. So <laughs> you called it. I, you, you sounded authoritative when you said it was a snooker ball. So well, I think, well, pool balls have got like stripes. Some of them are stripes. Yeah. Yeah. So these, I think these are snooker. Okay. Uh, they're like again, the same, all the same color. Me and sport. There's like are six not, red ones. I'm not the oh, best okay. person to ask about this. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry for that tangent there. Which, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so Sandra had to stand up and explain it to them. And as I'm watching, I wrote, now I just really, really hope they all listen and follow through. Of course, not knowing 
what was later going to happen. Sure. But twist. it was, I mean, it was amazing. It was, you know, anyone who hasn't seen Sandra in action before, you know, this is her literally moving the pieces around and saying, this is what we need to do. Yeah, it's really clever. And she even has a, she has a really sad name for her group. She calls them the leftovers. The leftovers, <laughs> which is funny because usually, I mean, there have been, a number of leftover alliances throughout many shows over the years. Different people have called themselves that. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, on the most recent uh, Big Brother, the one that Sheree was on, one thing that got a guy out was he made a comment to um, another player saying, well, we got together and we got together and you were just kind of left over. Yeah. And so then that person brought it back to her ally saying he called us leftovers. You know, we're just leftovers. And so the whole thing, and he insisted he never said that. But of course, it's U.S. Big Brother. So we had the, the feed and, you know, there was a big debate. Is it the same thing? But um, so he, uh, so, you know, this is not the first time that some, an alliance has been called the leftovers. The difference is you don't normally have the majority of the group being called <laughs> the leftovers. Yeah. Normally it's the minority. Yeah, but they they all that's uh, Peter's pals also have another name because they are also the most faithful of the faithful. So they've got uh, yes. different names going on here. They're holier than thou. <laughs> yes, that is the better. Yes, mm -hmm. the better. Way. Yeah. At this discussion as well, Parvati tries to steer the strategy towards uh, Peter. I mean, I guess Sandra was doing that too, but she she like she sees her moment to jump in. So she's like, mm -hmm. yeah, also. Why at breakfast was he suddenly suggesting that I'm not a traitor when he's been saying I'm a traitor this whole time? That's really suspicious. And she sort of reiterates that we all need to stick together and we all need to vote out Peter tonight. So, I mean, and at this point, again, I didn't know that there wouldn't really be a banishment this mm -hmm. episode, but I was starting to think mm -hmm. if this works for the fifth time in this episode, I'm going to be dumbfounded. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was I was kind of expecting a big surprise, but hey, not really to be just yet. The excitement building on Twitter. I mean, I was a little behind <laughs> on Twitter. So like, because, you know, some people started a couple minutes earlier than I did because I had to cast it. And also because it's a lot easier to get my clips for TikTok and stuff if I just recorded at the time. Other, other, situations i've been like oh i'll just remember what time it is and then go back that's really annoying to do so now if it's not super live like it is you know when i'm watching survivor i'll just okay <laughs> record the clip then and then so people got ahead of me so when i caught up later you could see the excitement building like oh this is gonna work sandra's pulling it together and parvati's on board and this is gonna work which only makes what happens later even worse yeah, yeah. i was really impressed with parvati here i remember being like she just brought herself back from the dead. Like she was a walking target. She was going out tonight. And then I'm mm -hmm. thinking like, well, first of all, super impressed with Sandra. I, I'm not a survivor person. Like this season coming up 46 or 47, whatever it is, it's going to be the first season I watch. So I don't, I've never seen these girls in action, but watching the way that they came out in this scene, I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand why they are here on the traders and why they've got their reputation. So I was getting really excited and really hopeful that maybe Parvati is going to just kind of like come back from the dead, um, you know, only to be disappointed, but it is what it is. But I, I was very impressed with this move. I think that she's definitely got the chops to, uh, if she wasn't such a suspect, she would have had the chops to go all the way, but it's yeah. a bit hard at this stage. And I do want to bring up also why 
on earth would Peter say, well, maybe you're not a traitor? Why? Why? Why would he say what? besides looking suspicious, which Parvati mm-hmm. immediately jumped on that, which normally you don't have someone saying, oh, so now you're telling me I'm not a traitor. You know, he'd be like, oh, good. Why does he do that? I, I don't understand. It's like he thinks he's again. Does it go back to him thinking so highly of himself that if he says this, he thinks he's just going to automatically convince her. And so she'll be unsuspecting. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think and he wants that. to work with her. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but like, yeah. I think we should work together. What the F was that? I was like, what is this man saying right now? I think I, we should work together. She tried to get you to work together. If you really wanted to work together and you know it's right. her, you would have accepted it. Like, I just thought that was so strange. I, I, yeah, I mean, the only conclusion I could come to is, again, he's just got such a, a high opinion of himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that he thinks, oh, yeah, I'll just be able to do that. Yeah. Yes. It's time for the mission for this episode then, and uh, I'm not doing spoilers. If you've seen the UK season two, you've seen this before. So mm-hmm. with, with a couple of differences. So the pairs will be Easier walking... questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the first one. The first one was identical. No, yeah, yeah, but the rest of And I of still them, don't like... know the name of that those damn uh, woods. Me neither. I, I, yeah. I... Dark? I can, anyway. You have to Dark. just go a lot. I feel that's offensive to my Scottish people and I'm I'm very upset. Uh, So the pairs will be, they'll be in pairs walking through the woods, trying not to get caught in traps. Each pair will be carrying a bag of money. If the bag gets caught in the trap with a player, it's out the game. There are also two shields available. And yes, they'll be answering questions along the way to lead them on the right route or route. We had this discussion before. Yes. Uh, whichever two people are the fastest through the woods will also be able to win one of the shields. Well, that... one or two people. It one depends. One, whichever uh, team. Yeah, yeah, whoever's left. Yeah. And they so, don't. At least they. You know, one difference here between here and UK is in UK they had to gamble for it. Yeah. Yeah. Here they didn't. Yeah. Uh, people might complain about that spoiler, David. So you be careful. So, <laughs> yeah, David, I can't believe you come, just spoiled that for everybody. Yeah. My God. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the pairs then are Kevin and Sandra. We have Parvati and John, Trishelle and Peter, Phaedra and CT, MJ and Kate, and Bergy and Sheree. And yes, this first question is about the name of the woods. The correct answer is Darek McDorman. Uh, Peter Darek. and Bergy are out on question one. Question two is about the symbol in the middle of the round table, which uh, one or two of them, it takes them a minute to realize what they're even looking at, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> CT, Sheree and MG are all out on this one. I wonder if they, can't they see the net apparatus, like very obviously set up? I wonder, <laughs> I wonder that too. I don't know because it's, so I didn't get this in the UK version. I thought they went in different directions and had different traps set up. This one seemed to be, one course and they all went through it as individual pairs. Yeah. Cause like they had to have a time determination at the end of it. Like they didn't know who had been the fastest. So I've got to think right. setting up that trap time after time is going to reveal it at least somewhat, you know? Um, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, it may just be, they didn't have a choice. They have to I walk wonder, on That's it what and... I was going to say. If you get to the trap and you're like, Oh crap, this is definitely a net 
you yeah. probably can't go back and re-decide yeah. right. your answer. Right. So yeah. But yeah. I will say this was one of my favorite missions to watch. It I, I well, normally the, the missions can be blah, but like mm-hmm. I loved watching everybody get scooped up at like Kate. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> at least I'm clean. I'm just in a hammock and a leaf hammock. Like, you know, it was funny. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I wanted to see Kate in the swamp. I wanted to <laughs> yes. see that's what I wanted. I was very disappointed. I was also disappointed that Parvati was not paired with Peter so that she could see oh. him flop into the swamp and at least momentarily not have that smug grin on his face. I loved Parvati and John, though. John with yes. his, uh, his like hands by his side running. That He's my yes. favorite runner I've ever met. Him and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the American office, the Office US, yeah. and there's a character in it named Mose who runs like John. He, he runs with yeah. his hands by his side. And every time I see John run, that's where my mind goes. But I just love them as a pair. I was like, put them together more often. Yes, Harvey and John. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, Um, I, I, I also liked, uh, you know, Phaedra took the five hundred dollar bag with CT because that way, (laughs) if she lost, it didn't really matter. She says, "You can't buy a good pair of shoes with that." (laughs) And I'm thinking, (laughs) I'm not sure all my shoes together equal to five hundred dollars, and I have a fair (laughs) amount of shoes. We clearly do not shop at the same stores. No, I like nice things, but I'm also very cheap. So, like. (laughs) I'm going to get the nicest shoes Walmart can buy me, yes. but that's like as far as I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, you know, I have Nikes that were bought from the <laughs> discount rack and mm-hmm. the, in the outlet store, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. They, Last seasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. no. Oh no. My cross trainers are last season's Nikes. Whatever will I do? Mm-hmm. I'll be embarrassed to go out and be seen by all the other pickleballers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that $500 would have gone really far for you, David. Yes, yes. <laughs> the next question on the on the path, I'll try and avoid saying routes, route, uh, is, uh, well, there's still $20,000 in the game at this point, and it's mm. all about the Latin phrase that's written in the kitchen. So it's either keep your enemies close or keep your friends close. The funny thing is, like, my my educated guess would have been, oh, it's the enemies one. Surely that matches the game. So, but it's I would not. have gone with I would have gone with I friends close, friends. Oh. and I would have assumed that there was another phrase somewhere oh, so else. And your said, enemies closer. And your enemies closer, right? Yeah, guess, that's yeah. where my mind was going because the actual yeah. phrase is keep your friends right. close and your enemies keep closer. Your enemies so when closer. I because uh, first I thought enemies, and then I went, no, 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 it says close, not closer. So mm-hmm. then I would I went back to friend, but I mean in the moment I probably would have read that and went yeah enemies and you know because it is it is really fast paced and you're you know you're being timed yeah so yeah, exactly yeah probably so at this point Phaedra Kate and Trishel are all out and yes we've got Kate's moment in the hammock as she calls it <laughs> which <laughs> made me laugh I was surprised I thought she would have been like furious but she was actually like hey it's not too dirty it's not that bad i think phaedra i think phaedra was mad because because so like one thing about me when i'm watching these shows is i try to figure out where they cut what somebody was saying like i'm like (laughs) that sentence was longer and when phaedra got scooped up i don't know what she said she was like get me out of here but like her voice had changed it was not like get me out of here this is fun it was like cut me down now or i'm walking off this set and i'm not coming back so i just really like in that moment i was like i want to see this uncut i want to see phaedra full reaction absolutely i can i can imagine that too yeah (laughs) parvati and john and kevin and sandra are still in the game at this point and they have eight thousand left in play 
And the final question is uh, about which portrait wall is correct. Uh, this, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you're looking at that all the time and you're quite visual and you sort of talk about various people, but they both both pairs get it correct. So um, maybe it wasn't too tricky. John calls Parvati the ultimate survivor. And funnily enough, <laughs> another survivor queen is in the other pair who makes it to the mm -hmm. end. Uh, so they bank the $8,000. And it turns out that the fastest pair who will win the shields are Kevin and Sandra. Uh, and yeah, again, this was it worked a little bit differently in the UK version. Alan now, finished... I, just, I just have to say, okay, neither this will not mean anything to either of you two, but... Uh, I think, Matthew, we've discussed this before. Sandra is not known for her challenge abilities. Yeah, yeah. They named a whole sit-out bench after her. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, people were posting on, on Twitter, like, it finally, after all these years, she wins her immunity <laughs> necklace, you know? And, and so, yes, this was finally her time. Yeah. And uh, she was, she celebrated. Like she was so excited. I got oh, excited yeah. for her. I was like, yes. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, well done. Yeah, Alan finishes great. by telling them that he's got a little surprise for them later on. Which uh I was guessing all sorts of things. I didn't I had no idea what was to come. So I was thinking, well, I guess that would be a spoiler, but they did a twist in Canada. Um and I thought that's what we were gonna get here. Like yeah, I was. I, I, I'm like, there's no way I can explain this without spoiling, so I'll leave it at that. But that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of things that had happened in other seasons, mm -hmm. but it ends up being something that I haven't seen before at all. So yeah. And again, this is the point where someone, in, which I'm grateful <laughs> for, by the way, someone on YouTube will be like, actually, in Czechoslovakia, traitors, this happened. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's keep, <laughs> keep all the facts coming. I appreciate them. So we are back at the house then. We, we get a little bit in the cars. I don't think anyone says anything particularly interesting. And back at the house, CT emerges from what turns out to be this season's version of the armory, wearing a shield and a knight's <laughs> helmet. What the F is going on? Uh, oh, man. I'm like, he is, is, is I'm, he supposed to go I'm a, I'm <laughs> Well, a that's CT what I man. wonder. I mean, yeah, I like they, him. they had cameras in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. so... Which was weird, but it and it was, you know, the previous armory was behind the bookcase there. Yeah. So I wonder if he was just poking around and been like, where is that armory that was here last season? You know, and he found it. But then, I mean, they don't have this house all year round. So I don't think the cameras were left over in there. Yeah, so with all the props. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, maybe the person yeah. who owns the house just has those in there. Who knows? <laughs> it's always there, the, the yes. shield yeah. and armory. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered, like, maybe they were planning on using that room a couple of episodes later, but he's mm -hmm. come across mm -hmm. it. So they're like, oh, well, we'll just sh shove some cameras in now or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, some of the women are talking and they are agreeing that they need to banish Peter tonight. And uh, then Peter and CT are in the armory. And CT tells Peter that his name is on the block for banishment tonight, which Peter's quite surprised at. And then at this moment, which which we mentioned earlier, he he Peter brings in Parvati and Phaedra for a secret chat to ask their thoughts on banishment tonight. Phaedra's just like, no, I'm she's not so doing good. This. <laughs> Yeah. So good. She's like, oh, I can't deceive. Oh my God, how dare you talk to me about plotting? 
I yes. can't plot. <laughs> I was like, my God, tone it down, Phaedra. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I feel so uncomfortable about this. And yeah. uh, Parvati is like, well, I'll maybe like air my thoughts tonight at the round table. I don't want to say anything mm-hmm. right now. And yeah, Peter suggests that they work together. Phaedra's mm-hmm. like, I'm out. She just leaves. Yeah. She's having none of it. I'm wondering and- if this was Peter's attempt, knowing, because because now that we talk about it, I forgot that CT had given him the heads up that his name was out. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's so hard about this show is that a lot of the time you don't know that your name is on the table until you get to the table. So I wonder if like that blind side of Peter, he was like, okay, if my name is on the chopping block, I'm going to need to get some votes on my side. So maybe that's why he went to... Um, poverty and Phaedra and started thinking like okay I, I know these girls are traitors but if I can get them on my side maybe I can convince them that we vote out somebody else and then you know turn on a table or something I, maybe he was trying to save himself in that I mean, situation I think so but it, remember he had also started it before CT said anything to him uh, back at breakfast when he's like, oh, maybe right. you're not a traitor. You know, I think this was yeah. just his version of a new master plan to fool them <laughs> because he was so high on himself from before. Um, now, one person I'm not high on is CT telling Peter like CT, mm-hmm. they all you all agreed that the leftovers should stick together. <laughs> why are you doing why are you telling Peter this? You know, come on, man. Um yeah. So Alan uh, arrives to give them his announcement then. He wants. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Are you booing for Alan or booing for what is to come? <laughs> Both. Alan should not be there at this point telling them anything. Yeah. I love Alan, but not in this case. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not really a fan of what ends up coming. So, no pun intended. Uh, so. He says that he wants them to meet in the woods and says, don't be scared. Well, maybe a little bit scared. And they arrive at this mini fire pit in the woods. My initial thought was, is this safe? <laughs> You're literally sort of trees. <laughs> um, I mean, but, safer than doing the fire pit in the round table in the house, room. Sure. Mm-hmm. Alan tells them then that there will be no round table and no banishment tonight. Boo. So I was Boo. like, oh, God, well, that's okay. That's like the best part of the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. And he says that this evening, the traitors will still murder, but that they'll decide who they want to save from murder. And only five players will be left at the mercy of the traitors tonight. So let me let me jump in here because we've already been booing. This is terrible. They have yeah. this great setup. They have this is so big brother. This is so, mm-hmm. you know, they have this great setup happening. They've finally people they, there's going to be this clash. And you've even got CT wavering a little bit in the middle. And, you know, it's going to be Peter's pals against Sandra and the leftovers. And they're getting all ready. And then there's a twist that makes everything go away. It's so big brother us big brother that they put these twists in which they think will shake up the game but instead it ruins what was going to happen yeah i agree my my next note was just why are they doing this question mark question mark uh yeah it feels like a bad decision from production to be like oh we we need something else different and i'm like we don't need something else different like the banishment room is always fascinating that's yeah that's enough you don't need i think they wanted to keep peter around yeah 
<laughs> I think I think they're like, you know what? I think for ratings, it'll be funny to keep him in another episode. Uh, so let's. I, I don't think Peter does anything for ratings personally, but maybe I'm wrong. But <laughs> but just to keep this uh, this yeah. feud going. Yeah, because if he can't be murdered, and then and Priority's not going to be murdered. Yeah, if the banishment is off the table, now we've got two of them going head to head for another episode. Yeah, yeah, but this, I mean, this had to be planned out. I mean, just the way it, the way it worked, uh, it was, you know, again, it just sounds like a U.S. Big Brother. I I can't speak Mm -hmm. to Canadian Big Brother, but it. It sounds like a U.S. Big Brother thing where they're like, oh, we're going to shake things up. And instead you make people play more conservatively because that's what happens. Yeah. It happens on Survivor, too. Whenever mm-hmm. there is a twist, people will shrink back from making any bigger moves that they were going to make. And and it also just doesn't make sense to me anyway, from the standpoint of the numbers there were two mm-hmm. nights of no murders. They okay. should be behind schedule, not yeah. ahead of schedule here. Yeah. So I, I yeah, it it doesn't make any sense to me why they're doing this. They're gonna have to catch up at some point, obviously. And mm-hmm. so Yeah. I someone uh, sent me a message on YouTube or X or something or an email. A listener said that there's some episode of some international version mm-hmm. somewhere where five people disappear in one episode like five people through i don't know how i I don't know what the mechanism is but through like some mass murder or something Mm. like five people go all at once so maybe later in this season they're going to catch up by doing some sort of like um game of thrones red wedding type situation (laughs) hey i haven't watched game of thrones yet no spoilers oh spoiler 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 (laughs) how many years ago was that the red Uh, wedding is iconic iconic I never planned to watch, so, you know, but... <laughs> oh, you should. Nah, I try. That's another podcast. We'll get yes. into that another yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So what ends up transpiring then is that, well, Kevin and Sandra are already safe because they won the shields, Mm -hmm. but they also have the power to begin saving. So they have a little bit of a discussion and well, before they do, actually, Trishel and Peter make pleas to be saved. I don't probably prob- maybe other people did as well, but they just cut it out. And Kevin and Sandra have their discussion. I I'm sort of wondering. I tried to put myself in in the position of someone in the game, and I get Melissa again. You're the best person to answer this because I was like, well, what would my strategy be? I I'm thinking what I would want to do is 
leave potential traitors, like leave the people that I think are traitors in the pool of unsafe people right. to like test mm -hmm. it. Does that, mm -hmm. is that what you're thinking? Does that make well, sense? Well, that's what I was thinking. Cause when I was watching it, I was thinking about another season that did a twist where, you know, like, like what, well, well, when you look at like the death row type thing. Yeah, yeah. So whenever they do death row, they usually like it's the traitors that put people on death row. So in this situation, this is almost more like a safety chain. Like I'm going to have safety. I'm going to grant you safety and you pick mm -hmm. someone, you pick someone. So like ideally you would want the people that you think who are traitors to be left so that, you know, if one of those people go, okay, they weren't a traitor, but if those people are remaining at the end, then you can kind of narrow it down. The trick with this is that it's really hard to do that when every single person gets to decide who goes next. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like people collectively deciding. Right. So, you know, at the Alexandra like had it started in a really good way. She's like, I'm going to get yes. somebody from my side. And she was expecting that they were all going to have the same brilliant brain that she has. And they didn't. <laughs> right? I mean, so yeah. Like, as they're trading off, they start going to the other, the most faithful side, right? Which yeah. And it was, again, over. CT who screwed that up. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I agree. It, you pick someone from your side to save, keep them safe. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point. You bring up death row. I wonder if this is instead of death row. I think like, it is. because if I, you know, if I'm thinking about that and we say, oh, well, death row would have, you know, also been one week of of um, nobody getting knocked out. It's just in a different way uh, of, mm -hmm. you know, instead of it's it's. Instead of taking away one week from the traders, it's taking away one week from everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, so it'll be interesting to see if there's also a death row later in the season. Or you know what? I bet there. I bet there's a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the the dungeon. You know, so I, I bet there actually still will be, but we'll have to. We'll have to. See I don't know. That. I feel like this is in place. I feel like this is in place of the dungeon and death row. I think that oh, they're maybe. doing this instead. Because how many episodes are left? We're at seven. Yeah, like maybe five, four, five, four, four, five. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember if it's if it's ten or twelve that they have. But yeah, I'm assuming um, twelve. But maybe. I'm wrong. Well, Canada had so. eleven. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's probably an eleven or twelve. But they've got extra players, so maybe twelve. Right. Yeah. yeah. If if anyone is wondering what is this dungeon, what are they talking about? Not, <laughs> not a spoiler. In another version of the show, there is literally a sort of dungeon that some of the players go to. I do wonder if mm -hmm. maybe the producers were like, "There's no way we're making these. Like, there's no way these uh celebrities, celebrities are going to sit it. in a dungeon for eight hours. Like, mm -hmm. they'll just yeah. go, imagine Kate Chastain. She would just oh, be like, God. no way. I, I am not going yeah. in that. I would put her in there if I were a traitor. I would put her in there." Just to watch her sit in the dungeon. Um, that would be the funniest part. She'd quit. She'd be like, no, this is not why yeah. I came back. I'm out. This is the breaking uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Sandra picking Sheree, first of all, she's on her team or in her alliance. Sorry. Um, I, I sound like Peter on my team. Um, <laughs> and let's face it. There's no way Sheree was ever going to be a target anyway. Um mm -hmm. You know, and and yet MJ was all upset about it. And it's just like, why? Why are you? Wh what? You know, I, yeah. But that's only the beginning of people getting upset. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Sh Sheree goes on to choose uh, Phaedra, who then 
gets upset because well, she says like they're close outside of this game. They've had a friendship for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Phaedra chooses next and Parvati's sure it's going to be her. <laughs> and of course, it's not. I don't know her. why she thought yes. it was going to be her. <laughs> they don't have this bond in front of people. Like they're traitors. If if Phaedra picks Parvati, everybody goes, oh, there's our other traitor. Like yeah. it would have been way too obvious. I think that Parvati was just wishful thinking. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Someone else responded to me on Twitter and said they think it was a Frankenbite. Now, I I don't know that it was a Frankenbite, mm-hmm. uh, but it was although Parvati, someone else noted, did go through like a whole bunch of outfits in her in her uh, confessionals just <laughs> in this one day. Uh, so maybe it was a Frankenbite from some other time. Yeah. But um, it yeah, I if she if that was true, I don't know why she would ever think Phaedra would pick her. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I guess if it's true, she was just thinking in game mode and like yeah, or, like yeah, uh, yeah, wrongly assuming right. Phaedra's mm-hmm. like her alliance mm-hmm. as a as a traitor, but yeah. So Phaedra, of course, then chooses not poverty. She chooses CT, and then which <laughs> made more sense. It really did. Like they've got the bond, right? That right. made way more sense for her to pick him. Yes, yeah. and. Cue another like misdirected interview clip. So Trishel's like, "There's no doubt in my mind, CT is <laughs> going to save me." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, if they're showing you saying that or letting us hear you say that, we know that that's not going to happen now." Right, which, yeah. which makes really fun TV. And oh yeah. <laughs> of course, he goes ahead and chooses John, uh, which leads which, to Trishel having a meltdown. I mean, yeah. first of all, he's the one who now breaks with the go at, you know, keep our own alliance safe. Yeah, yeah. Second of all, why the hell does CT feel John is so important to the faithful? I mean, more than Trishel, who yeah. figured out that Phaedra is the other traitor. Yeah. But, but John yeah. is so right. important. I mean, yes, John is obviously faithful. Fine. So what? He's also obviously clueless. He doesn't know what's going on in this game. He has no idea. He is going to be brought to the end as a stooge. Uh So, yeah, I mean, for CT to be like, oh, he's he's so important. No, he's not. I think the catch here, I think that CT doesn't fully trust Trichelle. I think, yeah. you know, friendship level. Yeah, we're great friends and we're going to the end. But I think that there's a part of him that's like, she could be playing me. She could be a traitor. So I think he picks John because he knows for a fact in his 100%, John is 100% a yes. faithful. And I think that CT is just going based on his gut when he chooses John over Trishel. But, but who like, cares if, who cares if Trishel is a or. traitor? If you mm-hmm. save her, you're not really saving her. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah. You're reaffirming to her that you're close to her. So you are protecting yourself in the future. You know, if yeah. you're CT and you think Trishel might be a traitor, great. Go to the end with her and vote her out then. Yeah. Banish her at the fire. Yeah. The ultimate, that's the ultimate faithful way. Like that's yes. what you need to do to win as a faithful. Be really, really stupid or act really, really stupid. <laughs> Those are your only ways to win as a faithful. Yeah. So at this point, we're left with. Trishel, Parvati, Bergy, NG, Peter, and Kate, and one space left, one sort of safe space left. Peter, please again, he he says that he's an enemy to the traitors, so therefore he thinks he's a target for murder. 
Trishelle pleads her case a little bit as well. She says something like, you know, she wants to play mm-hmm. the game to the end. And John chooses Peter. I sort of thought, of course, he chooses Peter. Yeah, there was like a. <laughs> yeah, there was no doubt. In it my was mind. obvious. It was yeah. obvious. And like, so when Trishel was doing the "Please save me," she did that for every single person, <laughs> and it had me drove because, like, I can remember I got into a fight on my season with Crystal, and they don't show it, but I can remember like when my season, the roundtable. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but everybody knows by now I didn't win. So we'll just say that the round table where I didn't win what? Um, my season. Um, yeah, you could tell by my not $500 shoes that I didn't win our grand prize. But when I did get banished, that round table, I remember Crystal, every time somebody would bring up something, um, if it was in my defense at all, she would she would have these little comments where she would be like, oh, you know, that's deflection. And that's obviously a lie. And they're saying this because of this reason. And I remember at one point I just turned to her and I, I won't say the word I used, but I basically said, will you just shut up <laughs> in the middle of the round table? And while Trishel is there and they're all going around the fire and she says something to every single person whose turn it is. I felt that come back up in me again. And I was like, well, you just shut up and let them pick because I, you're just, they're either going to pick you or they're not. They probably would have been more likely to pick Trishelle if she didn't have to beg for it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. She, she, she lets her emotions just sort of yeah. get the better of her from mm-hmm. here on in really for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. J- John says that he picked Peter because he is mighty clever and is forensically focused on finding the remaining traitors. <laughs> Uh, because oh, yes. because that's just how John speaks. Right. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy him. And then, yeah, and then who was it? Was it John or Peter who said, I have a feeling the traitors weren't too happy? I think it was Peter who said that himself. Probably. And I'm thinking, yeah, neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a little bit from MJ here. She thinks that Peter looked so, I think it was MJ. It was either MJ or Sandra. I think it was MJ. Said that Peter looked so Sandra. nervous. Was it Sandra? Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sandra says that Peter looked so nervous and anxious. Maybe actually he is a faithful after all. Mm-hmm. So she's sort of starts yes. to doubt herself. Uh, and that means that Bergate, Trishel, Parvati, Kate, and MG are the five up for murder. Of course, Parvati isn't really because she's a tracer. Uh, yeah, my final note on this segment was just this was nowhere near as exciting as a round table would mm-hmm. have been thumbs down. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And mm-hmm. I mean... Yes. Did it provoke drama among the players, which will continue for a little while afterwards? Yes. And that always happens in these safety chain types of situations. Any reality show that has a safety Mm -hmm. chain, they're like, oh, why didn't they pick me? And, you know, because you always have people who are like, well, I feel really close to this person. Well, what you don't realize is that person also has a a, a closer relationship with someone else and you can only pick one. So, Mm -hmm guaranteed hurt feelings yeah and the thing is this show is all returning reality stars and the fact that they brought kate back again shows what they want is drama sure Mm -hmm. and so here's provoking drama now i as everybody probably knows don't watch these shows for this type of drama (laughs) i watch for actual strategy and this twist derailed actual strategy in favor of drama. Yeah. I feel like you can get just as much drama from a round table. Like that's what yes. I enjoy. I like yes. seeing people yell at each other. Like one of my things, one of my, my top 10, like tear of requests 
is that I want every season to just release a web series of uncut roundtable footage. Two hours, like they were long. Roundtables are like two, three hours, depending on what's going on. Just, just I'll sit down, I'll subscribe to that. I want to watch these uncut roundtables. So like the roundtables bring the drama, right? Like this segment, okay, it was a nice shot. Um, it brought drama for later, but I definitely think that like a shooting actual shots at each other at the round table and then somebody abruptly cutting you off and you don't know when that's going to happen mm-hmm. and trying to get your last words in like that to me is just peak drama. I don't think we need to revise it in any way. It's perfect. Yes. Yes. No, I agree. 100 percent. As the show would say, <laughs> I am. You are 100 percent correct. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am. 100%... You're not the first person to tell me that, David. Yes, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am 100% faithful in your abilities to assess the situation. Uh, Absolutely. But, but yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why because production always thinks they know best, and often they mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, and of course that emotion carries on into the house because Trishel is now livid with CT and gets very upset. I just don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> I Like, it's sad to see someone upset, but I feel like so much of this is based on their story beyond this show, which I don't know. Absolutely. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, like, as a viewer, I'm like, I shouldn't have to know their backgrounds from other shows to be able to follow the storyline playing out here. So I'm just like, I can't mm-hmm. invest in this. Sorry, Trishel, I hope you're okay, but that's not my problem. So mm-hmm. um, MG is also furious uh, with whoever it was that didn't pick her. Sandra. Sandra. I think she, <laughs> yeah. Isn't she mad with everybody, though? I think she just... She's just mad she didn't get picked. Like, yeah. she's mad with yeah, Sandra, but, but she's also mad at, like, yes. the crew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then the whole Trishel thing with, uh, I don't want to go to him because he oh should come God. to me to apologize. Oh, yeah. And then he walks by and literally other people say, hey, you come in here because she won't mm-hmm. go to you in front of her. Like she's not standing right there. But it's this type her. of it's this type of passive aggressive behavior is probably the reason that he didn't pick her because I'm sorry. When I see somebody say something like, Oh, you should come to me. You should know why I'm mad. Like, yes, we can't read minds. It like, like we're so, if there's something going on with you that you're upset about, like the people who think that everybody should know the reason that you're mad mm-hmm. are the most delusional. They're the most, because as human beings, we're selfish. I think about me, you guys think about yourselves. Trishel was thinking about herself. CT was thinking about him. He's not thinking, oh, I better go up and talk to her. Like, just go tell him why you're pissed off. <laughs> just have the conversation. Yeah. Let him know. No offense, guys, but he's a man. He's not going to pick up on these subtle instincts. <laughs> Stop with the passive aggressive behavior and just go talk to him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very like high school as well. Like, mm-hmm. come in here. She's mad at you and you, <laughs> yeah. you need to talk to and even yes. even like Peter's pals is so high school, like, um, you're not cool enough to talk to us. Go away yes. and mm-hmm. we'll tell you when you can come back. Like yes, we'll, yes. we'll pass you a note in algebra class, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't they say something like that to MJ? They're like, oh, we'll tell you when you go out yes. there and then we'll tell you what we're talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd be like, like just tell me now. <laughs> I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm voting you out just for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, this this discussion plays out between Trishel and CT. Basically, she thinks uh, that she cares more about the friendship than he does. 
and she also feels insecure uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she feels insecure <laughs> about ct not thinking that she's the best player to keep in the game rather than john and i think while they're talking midnight the chime strikes and we sort of finish the segment with Trishel thinking that she's the prime target tonight for murder mm-hmm. so off we go to traitor's tower and here's where Phaedra tells Parvati that she has to stop acting like an ice princess. Yes. And <laughs> proceeds to do an impression of her. <laughs> I, uh, and Parvati's so confused. She's yeah, like, she's what? Like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, you have to realize Parvati has previously had a reputation for being able to flirt with a tree. Right. Okay. And so for her to be called the ice princess. Now, I had someone respond to me on Twitter and say, oh, no, she's always been viewed as icy. That's why they didn't vote for her to win on heroes versus villains. And I'm like, "Mm, that's not why. Uh, But uh, but yeah, she she has always used her flirting abilities. So for her to be called an ice princess, the funniest part, I thought, was that we have been seeing Parvati face through the series and it has become a running joke online yes very good too bad too, too bad this is not a video <laughs> this is audio because <laughs> melissa just did a great poverty face um i've been practicing it yes but <laughs> you, if only you had that during your time um oh, listen the regrets <laughs> yes and so for for Phaedra to do this as if she almost knew that this was going to be a thing in social media, that that was just the icing on the cake for me. Yeah. Uh, Phaedra tells her that she needs to be more lovable as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, which made me laugh. So they they then start to talk about who they're going to murder. They, they're they really annoyed that they can't kill Peter because uh, he's... So am I. He's, yeah. He, he obviously... <laughs> They describe him as being like a mafia leader at this point, and it's really frustrating to them, obviously. So they go through the options. They talk about Kate, and they say, well, no one suspects her of being a traitor, so she would actually be great to recruit down the line, possibly. They briefly mention Bergy and say that he's a yes man. Uh, I think what they mean is that he's not really a threat. Mm-hmm. he's going along with everything peter says so if peter yeah. says jump he's like how high and in what direction yeah yeah mg by the way you you mentioned them recruiting kate down the line talk about maximum chaos mm-hmm. <laughs> i want this to happen Me this too. is the narrative we need to see Me too. God. kate and john i want phaedra and Harpony oh, out and kate and john to be the last traitors and like john to take it all that come on write me a better story than that I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think any of the Brits want John to have more money is no, the problem. So. No, we don't. But I mean, I really sort of morally don't want Kate to have any more money either. But well, true. For TV's sake, I would love it. Yeah, yeah it's it would make good TV. Yeah. They discuss MJ and they say that she probably won't get banished. So but they also can't recruit her later and use her as a sort of scapegoat because mm-hmm. they just think, well, no one's ever going to. Right. Turn mm-hmm. on her. They talk about Trishel and they say, well, she's in Peter's pals. Uh, and I'm thinking like, yes, I think maybe I'm jumping ahead. I think get rid of Trishel. And I think that's 100%. My, my prediction is Trishel is going. Mm-hmm. So, so my, okay. Since we're there, my prediction is also that Trishel is going because I don't think they would have shown 
so much of her pleading yes, for it. Exactly. It reminds me right. of a scene in an unnamed recent season <laughs> where there was a decision between who could win and get the shield. Exactly. And there and one person was like, well, it's OK, you do it. And of course, what happened? Yeah. Um, and notice that person said, well, it's OK. They weren't whining about it. But um, it, I, I think it would be better. OK. If Phaedra knew that Trishel was trying to get her out, then obviously getting rid of Trishel was the better idea. To our knowledge, Phaedra doesn't know this. Mm -hmm. So without that, I think Bergy is a better target because he is, yes, you know, Peter's <laughs> lapdog. Yeah. And I think Trishel is more bendable, you know, and I think Bergy, okay. sure. if you can't get Peter, get the extension of peter mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. makes sense um melissa predictions on who you think will go i think definitely between trishel and bergy because the other two i don't even know why they're i mean they, i think they just have to discuss them because they're in the mix yeah, but right. realistically the other two are on the side that's not peter's side so i think what you need to do is narrow down who's on peter's side which is trishel and bergy and then figure out who would be the best one to murder so you know if you murder bergy yeah he's peter's yes man the other thing with trishel is that i feel like trishel would be the more chaotic of the two to murder because it is a little bit it's expected to murder Bergie. there's not going to be any more heat on poverty than what there already is now um but if you go ahead and murder trishel it leaves everybody going why trishel right then i think that there could also be some sort of chaos mixed in there with ct because she had some drama with ct he didn't pick to save her maybe then they can try and float his name out there and be like well why didn't you pick her you've got 20 years of friendship with her mm. maybe ct because his name has also been floated around as a traitor maybe ct really is a traitor and maybe trishel was on to him and that's why he didn't save her and you know what i mean like i feel like trishel would be more chaotic it would cause way more confusion and it would also leave more doors open to frame other people if they murder bergy it's still very like hot on poverty's tail so i i yeah. think trishel is a better murder i don't know what they'll do though well, I, I I don't know that they murder yeah. her. They may they may go after Bergie. So, and but I, I think I, Trishel would be the better one. I, I saw some suggestions on Twitter that they should murder one of the leftovers, like MJ. They mm -hmm. would still have a six five advantage over Peter's pals, and they could claim like kind of like we were talking about at the top of the episode. Spencer's idea and yours uh, was, you know, they could say, well. We wouldn't have killed one of our own allies. Mm -hmm. So obviously mm -hmm. it's not us. It must show that Peter is the one and yeah. put more, put, you know, put more of the idea that Peter is there. But See? the problem is, to my mind, it leaves only a one person advantage. You never mm -hmm. want to leave it to just one person. Just ask the players on Australian Survivor about that <laughs> uh, over this past week. Um and really any reality show, you never want to leave it to one person who could flip the whole vote. And we know CT is already wavering. Exactly. Sandra might be wavering. Mm -hmm. So, no, don't leave it to just one person. Nail someone on that side. And then you could just say, well, clearly Peter did it because he wanted to take suspicion off of him. Flip, flip the whole idea on his head. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I think that, I think same thing. If you murder somebody from your own side, CT was my first thought. If they murder from their own side, CT already gave Peter the heads up that his name was coming up at banishment. So, right. you know, I, and I, I understand that they don't know that, but like as an audience member, like don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Stick with Peter's pals. They've got this, they're, they're the most tight knit. So like, even though it's like our alliance versus theirs, it's not, it's our leftovers, our numbers that aren't mm -hmm. in this alliance, but we're not tight and they're tight. So definitely right. chip away at the unbreakable bonds, because even if, you know, like, like the, the alliance that's kind of floating around and they're not as tight, that five person alliance is, they like each other more. They're just going to try to get to the end, even if there are traders right. there, right? They're just, right. they're just going to stay together till the end and then figure out who the traders are and try to get the most money in the group. So everybody yeah. else is expendable. Yeah. And then as far as what, you know, you were saying and what Parvati herself said, she said, I hope this decision doesn't put a bigger target on my back. And I'm thinking, yeah, you can't possibly have a bigger target. No, it's, back. it's, it's big. It, it's, it's, it's your whole back. Your walking bullseye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess one final suggestion is, and I apologize if you one of you just said this because we just said a lot, but <laughs> um, <laughs> another reason maybe for not going for Bergie is if you if if their plan is to make, and I think this is the plan, is to make Peter look like he's the traitor. Mm -hmm. It might be less believable for everybody else mm. that Peter would kill off Bergie, like True. so. Yeah, like keep Bergie around so they can be like, oh, look at him keeping his pal with him. Like mm -hmm. that's a bit suspicious. Some that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. They could always be true. like, oh, I'm not, I'm not surprised that Bergie walked yeah, in because it's yeah. obviously Peter. Yeah. You know, like absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we have a Bergalicious. <laughs> Bergalicious. <laughs> we have a few things that left to discuss. We've got some listener questions and comments uh, that I'll I'll talk through and ask for for your opinions. Uh, a couple of questions on Spotify episodes. So one is from Lena Rodriguez who asks, I, I, we're, I'm kind of, well, I don't think we did talk about this actually. And I'm going backwards a little bit. Uh, she says, do you think that I'm saying she, I'm assuming she, do you think Dan spoiled the game by exposing Phaedra as a traitor? I think no, because you didn't really right. expose her. Um, no. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. I agree. I've had some people comment on my TikToks to say, Dan is such a dirty player. He was just mad at Phaedra, so he exposed her to everyone. It's like, no, Dan tried to make a move. It was a dumb move. It was a bad move, but he tried to make a move. He wasn't out there trying to get revenge. That's not the type of person Dan is. And the people no. who are saying this clearly don't know Dan from anyone else. And so, yeah. no, he wasn't trying to ruin her game. He was trying to save his own game. We discussed yeah. at length why he did a, a, a crap job of it, but he, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, that's what he was trying to do. It wasn't uh, it, a parting gift. You know, right, it wasn't yeah, a, right. I know I'm gone. I'm taking you down with me. It was, if I'm going, I'm going down swinging, you know, and right. I did, you know, I did the same thing in my season. Um, a lot of it didn't get aired. It got aired more so like me and Crystal against each other, but I actually threw Koozie right under the bus in my season. And it was one of the reasons why she <laughs> voted for me because I was saying her name because it was, listen, if I'm going down, I'm not, it's not that I'm going to take you with me. It's that I'm going to go down swinging. And my only way to survive right now is if I can feed them somebody else, yeah. which is what Dan was trying to do. So he was like, okay, if I can just put the target on 
um, Phaedra, then maybe I'll be able to get her out. And if she goes out and she is a traitor, then that makes me more believable as a faithful. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was a parting gift. He didn't do it because he was going home. He did it to try to not go home. Um, so I definitely don't think it spoiled it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, as a side effect, obviously at least Trishel picked up on it, if not others. So yeah, that mm -hmm. can happen, but it wasn't his intent. Sure. And I mean, that's going to happen regardless. Like if he's, even if they're not going after each other, he's not at the mm -hmm. round table. At some point, he's probably going to be like, I want to get her out. Right. And he's going to start sprinkling her name. So like, that is the name of the game. The traders are going to turn on each other. They're going to sprinkle each other's names out there. Everybody's name should be talked about in this game. And if the name is not talked about, that's even more suspicious, right? So the only way you're going to spoil it is, is like you say, if you give the parting gift on your way out, or if you're right. in the circle of truth and you're like, you, you, and you. And then mm -hmm. that's, that's really all, all that can be done. Uh, so, by the way, speaking of that, I think we had a little discussion of this, and maybe you can't mention it, but uh, presumably in the trader's contract, mm -hmm. it's more than just an oath you take. Presumably there is some sort of financial penalty if you ruin the game as a trader by coming out and saying, not only am I a trader, but Joe Smith and, you know, and, and uh, um, Jenny Jones are also uh, uh, traders. Presumably, well, there's something in there. Within our oath, what mm -hmm. I can tell you is that the oath that we take is to definitely not turn on each other. And it's not something I would want to do um, because it would ruin the game. That's what I will say. You can take with that what you will. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but my oath, I take my oath very seriously. And I know that there are definite consequences if I don't follow the oath. Okay. <laughs> uh perfectly clear and thank you lena for the question another question on spotify is from mark mark asks since kate came back this season uh, since kate came back this season who from this cast do you think would be brought back next season like is there a big who would be a fun person i mean to, i mean to me the the comedy standout is phaedra so yeah get get phaedra she's like this season's kate i i, I don't think, think she's the season's kate because uh, not Kate was of, yeah. Not, Kate not, was annoying and didn't play the game. Yeah, uh, what I mean is in terms of just uh, getting funny, funny lines. Yeah, she's she's good at delivering comedy and memorable funny things. Phaedra or CT, because I've I've been finding him very entertaining on the show as well. He's good with his one-liners. He's great in confessionals. Um, if they brought him back and made him a traitor, I think it would be really good TV. So probably uh, CT or Phaedra. I think they'll bring back John. Just so he can do more. Uh, I know, would be happy. Features. I'm a John fan. I enjoy watching him. My like, I just I want to see him run. I just put him back in, make him run all the missions. I'm here. I'll, I'm showing up. I'm worried for his health, though. Like, <laughs> are you really? Are you really worried for his health? He or? was doing his some heavy asthma. breathing. <laughs> yes, he has. He had asthma in his youth. Yes, Matthew. or maybe still has it now. We have not established. That. Yes. Still no inhaler. Yeah. No inhaler though, yeah. or Janelle. I'd like to see Janelle come back. Actually, she's, oh yeah, she's Spanish, so I forgot about Janelle. So they'd probably bring Janelle, CT, Phaedra. Yeah, Janelle, big character. Uh, mm. So thank you, Mark. Uh, YouTube. Th this isn't a question, just a, a piece of information that's quite helpful. So this is from a, someone on YouTube called Eagle Death Season Dark. Uh, they said it's it's 
in response to something that David and I discussed on the podcast, I think last episode, where we were, which was also a response to a question from a listener <laughs> yeah. about what happens if there's a tie, like especially when you get to the end of the game, what if there's like four people left and it's two versus two, what what the hell do they do? Um, so Ego Death Season says a series of ties happened in the Portuguese Traitors finale. I didn't even know there was a Traitors in Portugal. Uh, with the final four players. The tiebreak was done by banishing the player who had received the most votes on all the previous round tables, which I hadn't thought of. And I think, oh, wow. I, that's a cool way of deciding. And then, yeah. David, you said this sort of aligns with Survivor. Yeah. So in Survivor, the early days of Survivor, if there was a tie, that was if there was a tie twice, that was the tiebreak. And then some players started to figure this out. And when they knew they had a big majority, they'd throw one or two votes at someone who they didn't like so that if there was a tie with them later, it would that would be the tie break against them. And then producers were like, okay, the players have figured this out and they're using it. We don't want to do that anymore. So then it became the rock draw that I have described to you. Now, we happen to have with us someone from the Traders Canada who <laughs> might know what happens in a tie break situation because – in UK, when there was a tie, they had to revote, and the host said, "If it's a tie again, the the person who goes will be chosen at random." And we had a debate because I thought it was like Survivor, where it would be the people who were targeted were safe, and someone else would be going at random. Whereas Matthew, of course, thought the more obvious thing, which is if two people tied, then one of those two people would be randomly chosen. So we leave it to you, Melissa. <laughs> what is the answer? Here's, here's where I wish I had a better uh, memory. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. Sure. I remember, oh. I because re <laughs> I got it. You know, they give me a copy of the rules. This is the mm -hmm. rules of the game. Either I, ha I have to go find my rules and see, because either they didn't tell us what happens if it was a tie or they did. I read it and I have no idea because I remember watching other episodes. I think my husband was like, what were what would happen if two traders win at the end? Like if there's two traders and a faithful. And mm -hmm. I'm like, honestly, I still don't remember. <laughs> I feel like if the two traders won, they split the money. But I do not remember what it said in the rules because I think I was just concentrating on getting there. Mm hmm. Um, so I actually have no idea. I wish I could answer this question. I will yeah. refer back and maybe okay. I can update you guys at a later date, but I honestly have no idea. Uh, if it's anything like certain other seasons, they have a chance to play the game of, is it share or steal? Yeah, is that what it is? Steal. Yeah. And if, yeah. if however many traders there are left at the end, all agree to share, then they share. If one agrees to steal, then they steal it. And if, more yeah. than one steal then if nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. yes then well then then the show yeah, steals it from them and they get nothing yeah. they get nothing i think with canada i don't know if it's just the reputation of all these nice canadians i feel <laughs> like if two traders get to the end that they it's the same as like if a bunch of faithful mm -hmm. but i again i don't i don't remember i have to look it up but i'll have to let you know at a later date thanks um last well not lastly but lastly for the sort of comment section uh and by the way anyone uh we we it's great to get questions so if you're on spotify you can put in questions there or youtube or you can email i've had emails uh from a few people from darren michael and pam who watches the traitors with her son 
and she says that they like phoning each other and compared notes and she sent me a really lovely email just with just with thoughts about the show so that was that was really nice to read so before we conduct our own banishment and conclude our game david you could maybe tell us a little bit about the traitors post-mortem which i still have seen none of yes and <laughs> i i you know i have a, a deep question here how can there be a traitors post-mortem when there wasn't a mortem <laughs> i mean nobody left the game uh so but here we are uh, so instead of hearing from people who left the game, it focused on thoughts from the traders and my favorite segment, the return of Kate. Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> so I think I'd mentioned this a bit last week, or at least I thought it if I didn't say it. Um, but I feel like Parvati. Well, I said it earlier today, too. Uh, Parvati isn't taking this game nearly as seriously as she has taken previous ones. And like or she just knows she's lost. So she's just going to have as much fun as possible because she said on, on postmortem of the options she had at the turret last week, trying to recruit Peter sounded like the most fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's just like, ah, I'm going to lose anyway. Let's have some fun. Um, so there was that from her. Phaedra told us she thought Parvati was crazy to recruit Peter, but let her do it because Parvati was trying to save her own life. So that goes back to, a, you know, something we had discussed earlier. Uh, Parvati said, as traders, you want to eliminate people from the game or you want people working for you. Okay. But as I've now been saying for over a week, Peter was never going to work for her. Even yeah. if he had accepted the recruitment, he probably wasn't even going to work with her. If he had been smart, as we discussed, he would have agreed and then used his pals to work against her. So yes. I, I, she still has this thing where she keeps talking about working on the same team, mm-hmm. working for me. No, that's not the way it works. And I don't know why she kept saying that. It wouldn't actually make sense for Peter to to work with her anyway. Like, even if he had right. accepted the, the fact that she offered it in the first place was just insanity because he's going after her hard if he accepts it and he completely like turns his tune around and he's all of a sudden saying no it's not poverty but like meaning it not the way that he did at breakfast but like actually meaning it you know if he starts doing that then people are going to go oh he was recruited and poverty is definitely a traitor and so is peter Mm -hmm. um if he you know he turned it down like or he he accepts it sorry and then continues to say yeah it's poverty like it there's no way where it he it doesn't point to her if he accepts it right. or turns it down, you know, it right. just, it doesn't matter. So I just think it was a really bad move. A very, I understand yeah. now that it was an entertaining move because it would have been super entertaining. So I am happy she made that decision um, from a, a fan, but yeah, not a good mood to win the game. Right. And as far as her statement about people working for her, that's the thing. Peter actually has people working for him. He has an alliance uh, with several lapdogs. He has John. Mm-hmm. He has Bergy. I mean, Trishel, maybe Kevin, maybe, but he really truly does have people working for him, which is why he should have been a traitor. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we've been through that. Um, The only thing uh, in the Kate section that she had to say of worth was that even she made fun of the people who weren't picked in the safety ceremony, which 
I say even she. I mean, if there's anyone who's going to outwardly make fun of people getting overly emotional, it's Kate. Uh, yeah. And she compared it to not being picked for a basketball team in PE <laughs> class, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it was that's the only thing she really had. It was a it, it was a little longer, I think. Don't quote me on this. It was a little longer than last week, but strangely, strangely, because they didn't have anyone yeah. dead to talk about. So mm -hmm. um, so I, I also have a few closing thoughts and you two might also. Um, um, first, have I mentioned I hated the twist? Because I, I just <laughs> want to make sure that's clear. Did you, sure you didn't clear. like it? That wasn't um, your favorite? No, no. Um, so it, just wanted to make sure about that. Um with Sandra's comments about Peter putting off nervous energy at the torch ceremony of how he could be a faithful, mm -hmm. this twist not only may have postponed the battle, it could have completely, it, it, we yeah. could find out next week that it's been completely derailed. If mm -hmm. Sandra flips to Peter's side, we will miss the whole battle that, as we said, was going to be a lot more fun than some dragged out whiny ceremony. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and then I just want to say also, someone on Twitter um, said Peter was playing a great faithful game. And I had to reply because, no, he's not playing a great faithful game. He's not playing a great game at all. He first, he's going to get murdered uh, because second, he's too high profile. Mm -hmm. uh, third, he's playing for a quote unquote team win when it's not a team. I mean, it's in theory, if a bunch of faithful get to the end together, then yes, they can win as a team, but it's a mostly individual game. Mm -hmm. And then fourth, he's so self-righteous. And so, you know, and then finally fifth, well, I say finally, there's more I could go on, but <laughs> he created that obvious alliance. All yeah. of these things are terrible game and he thinks he's doing the best, and some people out there think he's doing the best. He's not. I know he's not going to get murdered this time. I, I, I mean, it's got to be next time, unless he wins a shield again. His only way to not get murdered... <laughs> is to win a shield is, every week. <laughs> yes, win out. That's about his only option. See, this is why we need a, a Y-blank lost Traders yes. Edition. We've, I we've know. discussed this. We need I a Y-blank lost. <laughs> I mean, huh. I guess uh, uh, Peter could still maybe make it to the end if, like, he wins a shield next time, or or Parvati is banished really soon, mm -hmm. and then Phaedra for some like she doesn't go after him because she's like, well, he's yeah, coming for me, so I don't care mm -hmm. about Peter. I mean, maybe maybe things change, and and the traitors truly things happen that you can never predict. So right. Who knows? Uh, I mean, I guess Peter's self-righteousness, as you called it, David, makes sense because he was on a show called The Bachelor where he is the star of the show and has like 20 women like competing for his attention. So yeah. I guess psychologically it makes sense that that might warp your mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And he, of course, I get it also now, actually. wanted... He always wanted honesty from them, you know, and he would never lie to them. And so, yeah, I... I I get it, but you're in a different game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll so, never lie to you because there's cameras on me. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, 
David, <laughs> thank you for your postmortem of postmortem. And yes. now we are going to conduct a metaphorical postmortem on one another throughout the So is the this episode. the post the post post postmortem? This is the post postmortem postmortem. Okay. So we've been playing the Trader Traitor. Our mission has been to deceive one another by lying throughout this episode. I confess that I have lied at some point. Have Melissa, Ooh. have you lied? I have lied. David, I have. I know David, were you lied. watching my eyes? <laughs> I forgot to watch her. I always forget during this, mm-hmm. you know, so. You know, I almost I'm... forgot to lie, to be honest. I was halfway <laughs> yeah. through when I was like, should I pay attention or think of a lie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, halfway through, so I don't have to think about anything in the first half. Unless that's, oh, damn. Unless that's her lie. Shit. Am I still playing the game? <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. How good am I? <laughs> well, I mean, we're about to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm gonna begin. So I am guessing David's lying. Uh, and again, if I'm if I'm wrong, don't uh immediately okay. reveal it because Melissa could swoop in and steal it. So, David, I have two guesses. One that I'm not going to go for is no. I shouldn't say it because I might be like giving Melissa like no. Right. Okay. I'm just going to tell you what Say I'm going it. for. <laughs> you can tell us afterwards. You can tell us afterwards. I could lie and be like, oh, yeah, that was... Yeah. No, yeah. I've, ri- I've written it down. I will hold up my post-it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess that your lie was mega, mega early on. One of the first things that you said about how you couldn't access the episode and you had to look at, do it on your phone and then cast it to the TV. Was that your lie? No, but I put it in there hoping you would think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I'm metagaming the lie works again. The red yes. herrings are too good. Uh, okay. I don't uh, I don't know if I know the lie. Um yeah, because I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know what this lie is from David. Um is it in that lie that you don't actually record your clips while you're watching the show, that you actually record them later, but you lied about it? No. No, I really did record during it. So, no, my lie was at the very end and very small because Matthew says that it can be big or small. Kate did not compare the safety chain to being picked for a basketball team in PE class. Uh, She said a kickball game and she never mentioned PE. And so I threw in the PE just to make it so I didn't change the name of the ball game. You know what? You know what, Matthew? That's not our fault. We didn't see postmortem. So I'm just going to I'm just going to take that and say that had we seen that we would have got him. That's not our fault. Uh, I know, like, I now have to start watching the postmortem so that I can rule out some of the things that David could lie about. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, that was, myself. I mean, that was my backup lie. I wanted to stick something else in sooner, and I just, I mean, that's why I, I mean, it was left to the end because it's in postmortem. But <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't think of anything in a timely way. I. I almost accidentally lied about the leftovers because (laughs) I did a quick search while we were talking. I'm like, oh, hell, what if they think it's that? And so I did a quick search and there was also there was a leftovers alliance in Big Brother 24 as opposed to Big Brother 25. But I did narrow down the search. And yes, he did say leftovers, which then triggered all of that. You know what? 
that was I forgot about the lying when you were saying that but when you were talking about it I was like no it wasn't last season that was in the uh, in the season before that but <laughs> right. I did remember the leftover comment coming up right. last season so I was like oh no right. no, no no never mind yes. but yeah I could oh that would have been a good one so what was your other backup uh, idea there uh my other backup was that you were lying about Game of Thrones when you said you'd never seen it oh I mean, I saw like one or two episodes of it, but and I read the first book and the one or two episodes that I watched reaffirmed why I hated the book. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, David, it is your turn to guess Melissa's lie. Yeah, I'm screwed. Uh, (laughs) Look at her open her eyes big and wide here. Vindicated. (laughs) Well, the only thing I can think of is when you were talking about your battles with Crystal. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that something in there that you mentioned about your battle with Crystal was not true, that you embellished it, that that it, you know, that part was a lie. So I sprinkled that in so that you would think it was a lie, actually. That's, oh, that's no true. metagaming. That whole, that whole I can do that. statement was true. Um, but my, I, I mean, I guess this gives Matthew wait, wait, a little wait, bit don't... of a Yeah, okay. I won't say, but my lie was before that because when I was doing that, I was like, I should I should tell this story because this will sound like a lie. Yeah. So I actually, I said that story on purpose to make it sound like a lie, but that was not my lie. Okay. We are just metagaming the hell out of your game. Oh, yeah. Right now, yeah. <laughs> okay. <You're> strategist. <laughs> My. No, see, now. Uh, you threw me off when you said, oh, I forgot to lie. So I had to start thinking of something. But now I'm like, I think that was maybe a lie as well. And actually, you did lie about <laughs> something way back at the start. So. I'm just going to go for it. Did, did you lie when you said, you said, um, you know, when everybody goes to bed, doors close, that's that's the moment that the traitors are taken away. Was that a lie? That was true. Uh, See, I? put me back on, on traitors, season two. <laughs> Come on. I'm ready. I've okay. practiced. Can I make a second um, guess? Yes, absolutely. That's, no, I don't know. This won't count if I'm right. I don't think I'm right. Okay. Like, don't, I don't make know me if take this it back. Would... I think maybe you implied a lie, but maybe it was just a joke and I took it too literally. Were you implied that like you had your rules, your traitor's rules, and you were going to go check them? Is that a lie that you have absolutely no access to that anymore? No, that's true. They let us okay. keep our material. Um, <laughs> I also I also don't know where it is. That's also true. And it's also true that I don't know if people, I don't know what happens when you get to the end. All, all very true. Just ditzy blonde moments, really. Sorry if I'm offending other blondes, but it's uh, my character a little bit. So no, those were all true statements. My lie was very subtle <laughs> and very, very, um, I don't even know if you'd know the difference, but I said that Canada traders only had 11 episodes or had uh, 11 episodes we actually only had 10 uh should have known <laughs> for god's oh, sakes I, I recapped every one of those how did i miss that <laughs> i expected you to pick up on it david i was like oh, oh my god it. but how that's why i, I sprinkled that? in the crystal story because mm-hmm. i was like well this is big and it did happen and it didn't you know you didn't see it 
Um, and it was this big fight. So it does sound a little bit more like a lie. I, I um, scheduled. Uh, well, and you were on episode 10 with me, Matthew. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, we should have known that one. But the thing is, other series have had 11. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think an Australian one had 11. We were like, well, that's a weird number to have. And or so nine. that's what I was thinking. One, one had nine. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm a good liar. You it's are. Kevin Martin's fault again. Yeah. Don't ask yeah. Me, yeah. Well done. Uh, but so now we, we have to determine if you're a good truth teller. Well, or I lie know, detector. Yeah. I know Matthew's lie. Oh no. Ooh. Um, five people did not disappear from one episode. That's not true. Or, or that the people online didn't tell you that. There's some. That's a lie. There's a lie in there. If. If five people did not disappear from an episode, then someone told me a lie. But no, that is a re someone uh, left me a comment. That as really soon as happen. you said that, I was like, "Oh, this is this yeah. is a lie." So I don't have a backup. That was the only thing that I thought could be a lie. Well, that was only mine thing. too. So uh, <laughs> let's see here. What is we the what is it. the backup here that you? Ah, mm. it could be anything. He could have made up the name of where someone, you know, what someone asked a question or something like that. Yeah. Or And you're so <sighs> believable when you're reviewing the notes. Yeah. Because they're so detailed. <laughs> yeah. I, I <sighs> Was it within like a pairing of people? Like when you were talking about like conversations no, people all... had? Oh, he's done that before. And he's smiling. I'm smiling because I don't your want eyes to agree with yeah. Melissa, and I'm like, I'll just yeah, wait yeah. till David commits ah. to something. Ah, um, watching the eyes. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I'm just gonna hunt. Okay, my lie was so you both went for something subtle. I made a gigantic lie. Oh, <laughs> come on! I invented an entire person who sent me a question and i made up the question and everything so i was right about her so about i her was son. right i gotta go with my gut on this yeah. I, this is the second time there this was the second email time. about the son no and one, they watched together no that was true uh okay no one called mark asked me who who will be cast next season from this season i invented that oh question. that was such a good question though yeah. <laughs> good thanks job, invisible mark, mark. yeah <laughs> I I, that's that twice that I have said what the lie was out loud, but then not gone with it. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, you, you well. ignored your psychic intuition, which is real, David. Yeah. <laughs> oh, psychics are real. <laughs> that's a whole. There should be a psychic with... in this. You know what? They should have like Miss Cleo or someone in this re in the reality. They're, they need to have a reality psychic. Absolutely. Or, is Long it John Island. Edwards? The Long Island yes. medium. <laughs> oh, she'd be good. She'd be like, my spirits are telling me <laughs> Janelle's the traitor. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> uh, for the next episode of the podcast it's David's turn to be off on his travels and I will be joined by a different co-host who has guested with me on the Tree Dar before so I'm very excited to speak to them again uh, David in your absence from the podcast where can we find you online yes I will uh, you know I'll still be all over social media um, and you know, everywhere else. Uh, you can find all my various accounts through my link tree at linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in link tree in the URL. 
Or you can find me on most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky as at David Bloomberg. And on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram as at David Bloomberg TV. And because Threads is connected to Instagram, I'm at David Bloomberg TV there as well. There are a few people on Blue Sky and Threads who, you know, are fans of the traders. And I get a few responses on there. So we want to keep those going and try to get more people there but mostly it's twitter and and so you know i'll i'll be able to watch the show at its normal time thursday night i'll be able to tweet about it uh i just you know our podcasting schedule just doesn't work out for me um i'll also be posting uh leading up to it and then afterwards uh as usual on uh tiktok instagram and youtube uh, lately, I've been posting two or three, usually three reality TV short videos every day. Of course, thoughts about the Traders U.S., uh, like my thoughts on Peter turning it down. Uh, I'll also have one about uh, the Ice Queen comments. Mm-hmm. Um, there are I'm doing uh, some special Australian Survivor mini Y blank losts about that season and other videos from that show and some Survivor flashback videos from older seasons as we prepare to re you know to start the new season of U.S. Survivor in a few weeks. Excellent. And Melissa, again, you have this really unique insight on the traitors. So where can people find you and hear your thoughts all about the show? The most random thoughts about the show can be found in my Instagram stories. I normally watch episodes of it on the treadmill, and then I talk to my camera about my thoughts. And so they disappear within 24 hours, but I feel like I need to make them into highlights. But anyway, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's at best on the rock. So it's B-E-S-T-O-N-D-A-R-O-C-K, best on the rock. And same name on TikTok. And I do have a podcast on YouTube where I interview interesting people. So I have interviewed some people from um, Traders. I've interviewed some people from Big Brother Canada so far, um, local casting director here in Newfoundland, like Rick the Temp. I, I interviewed Rick the Temp. So that's coming out every single Friday. There's a new episode of that. And yeah, that's that's where I am. I'm on TikTok, same name. That's where you can follow me. If you have questions, you can DM me. If you're in Newfoundland, you want to buy a house, also DM me because I do sell real estate. (laughs) That's what I get paid for. This stuff I like pay to do. But um, yeah, my actual job, if you're looking for a house, send me a DM. (laughs) So where is The Rock? The Rock is, uh, I'm the best on The Rock. So uh, Newfoundland is the province that I'm in in Canada. It's the most easterly point in North America. And uh, it is an island. So we actually call ourselves The Rock. Um, mm, yeah. So we are, we we live on The Rock. It's it's just like a, that's what we say here. Um, but best on The Rock was taken when I got an Instagram profile. <laughs> so I had to be The Rock. But that's also like, it, I mean, get too bare in me and put me down with somebody else from Newfoundland. And I'm talking like that anyway. I'm saying The Rock. So like it, it rolls in, but sometimes <laughs> I forget that I have to like spell, be like, it's not T-H-E, it's D-A. So best on the rock. And I do have a uh, account formerly known as Twitter, like the app that was Twitter. Um, I'm at Melissa Agent 21. I never post, but I'm I'm working on it. So you can follow <laughs> me there and you might catch me posting every two weeks or so. Perfect. And I'll yeah. put the links for all of those for David and Melissa in the description for the episode. As for The Trader, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at The Trader Podcast. Uh, a little update on last time when I pleaded for the 200 subscriber on YouTube. Now we're at 223 subscribers on YouTube. 
so there's a whole lot of discussion going on in the comments. Uh, so, you know, send send questions uh, to David and I for the podcast, but also if you just want to chat to people and you think, I, why would I follow on YouTube? I already listen on my podcast player. But on YouTube, put in your comments, someone will reply to you with their uh, thoughts on the show. Mostly right now, all about Traitors Australia, because it's just become widely available here in the UK. So all sorts of Traitors Australia chat going on. And the Paul McNeil interview from Australia season one now has over 4,000 YouTube streams, uh, because people are still obsessed with where is Paul. Uh, yes, I've, from... <laughs> I've also found it. all my, uh, you know, a lot of my old clips of certain traders from that season have gotten a lot more comments on TikTok and Instagram yeah. and YouTube. And, uh, you know, like the ones where I say, no, this person is not good. Uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people agreeing with me. Yes. Uh, the podcast is also on X at the Trader Pod. And you could always visit coffee.com like patrick and dean who sent really nice uh donations in so thank you so much dean also sent a message with uh their donation saying this is in reference to something i talked about in an episode months ago but he's obviously just listening to australia episodes i think the use of silver bars in australia and new zealand traders is a nod to dutch traders as they use silver bars mm. although my next logical question is why do they use silver bars in Dutch traders? <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, that was something I had brought up, actually. I, I had mentioned uh, silver, you know, was there silver mining in yeah. one area, whereas in yeah. North America, it's more gold, you know, so. So I guess it started in the, the OG Netherlands yes. version. Uh, if you want to tell me why they use silver in the Netherlands, you could answer via a coffee.com donation <laughs> so it's ko-fi.com slash matthew keely just to help out with all of the costs involved in running the podcast shouldn't they use like tulips in the netherlands or something <laughs> yeah gold tulips yes <laughs> gold windmills um, so, <laughs> uh, and again you can send your questions or thoughts to any of those places or you could email me at the trade art podcast at gmail.com David, thank you for joining me again. And Melissa, it's been so great to have you on the podcast and we finally actually get to speak. So that was so much fun. I hope you've had a nice time. I'm obsessed with this podcast and thank you for having me. <laughs> Amazing. What a, what a great endorsement to finish on. So until next time, keep us on your radar. Stay traitorous. Bye. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.